Hello everyone, I'm Tina, I'm an European project manager and today our podcast is about how to create a successful Erasmus Plus project. We will discuss six tips that can be useful and important for those who want to submit a project or who are just curious about the topic. Welcome to our podcast. Stay tuned to find out more about this subject. We will host three guests. The first one is Victoria, who is a junior project manager, who will present us two tips about the conception of training content and of the promotion strategy for Erasmus Plus proposals. Our second guest is Patricia, who is an European project manager. She will share with us three tips on how to draft an European project manager. Uh, sorry, European project. <laughs> to end this podcast, we will welcome our guest Mana to witness her experience as a learner in an European project who was already approved by the European Commission. So please, we will welcome Victoria. Hello, Victoria. Uh, hello, hello, Tina. Uh, nice to nice to hear you. Uh, so let's start. I'm a junior project manager. Now I'm working in NGO in Slovakia. Uh, I'm studying European studies and international relations. And during my studies, I did an internship in Solution, in Solution last year. Uh, I discovered uh, the Erasmus Plus project about eight years ago when I was studying at uh, secondary grammar school and I had the opportunity to participate in few YAD exchanges and trainings and also I did Erasmus study mobility during my bachelor's and master's studies. Uh, thanks to participation in Erasmus Plus projects I discovered a lot and I got a lot of experience and skills. I have uh, experiences with Erasmus Plus project as a participant, but also as a as a project manager uh, of different Erasmus projects of uh, and educational development programs. Okay, great. Thank you for introducing yourself. And uh, we, we, we want you to talk us about the K-Action 1 uh, project. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we want to know what is the particularity of those projects because you work on it right yes yes i work on it so k action one is basically all of the trainings and yadic changes and we can call it also learning mobility of individuals uh the k action one is supported um uh with the aim to bring positive and long-lasting effects on participants and participating organizations involved as well as on the policy systems in which such uh, uh, activities are framed. Uh, as regards publics, uh, pupils, students, trainees uh, and adults learner 
and young people. Uh, the mobility activities supported under this key action are meant to produce one or more of the following outcomes, uh, such as uh, improved uh, learning performance, enhanced employability, and improved career prospects, increased sense of initiation, initiative and entrepreneurship, improved foreign language and digital competencies, enhanced intercultural awareness, more active participation in society, uh, better awareness of the European projects and, and EU values. And also is very helpful for uh, staff or youth, work for youth, youth workers and professionals who are involved in uh, education, training and youth. Uh, and the mobility activities are expected to produce outcomes such as improvement uh, of competencies, uh, such as teaching, training, uh, any kind of youth work, uh, better quality of their work and activities in favor of students, trainees, uh, apprentices, pupils, um, adults, learners and other young people in society. And which kind of training content or activities can you advise us to propose in an European project proposal? Mm, I think very, it is very important to to reflect current situation in the country where where we are submitting the project, and also in the EU as as a whole, uh, and. Uh, just to focus on the problems that the country or whether uh, whatever environment is facing and to think about how we can improve the situation or help to to solve the problem in the situation with an Erasmus plus project um, of course Erasmus plus project don't, don't uh, have to reflect only problems uh, they can reflect any social situation or cultural situation and focus on that. Basically, an Erasmus project can be anything that is linked to any situation or, or issue and um, is well enough justified that it's it somehow needed to be supported by Erasmus project. For example, uh, now uh, at this moment, uh, the whole European Union is facing uh, Russian aggression in Ukraine which has caused the migration of Ukrainians to, U to EU countries. So uh, the forthcoming election, so, so this, this is the way you have to, have to support this situation with some Erasmus Plus project uh, with the aim to integrate those people to society or to help them somehow. And other, other project or other idea can be that um, there will be uh, European elections in next year. And, and we know in general that knowledge of Europeans about the European Union is, is not on a very high level and it should be, um, it should be improved the knowledge of the, of the European Union. So uh, we can create some Erasmus project which is supporting this situation uh, in, in the European Union countries. So that's, that's just two examples, but there is many examples. And of course, there is very... Uh, big problem or challenge of the European Union, which is environmental crisis. So um, Erasmus Plus project can reflect on this situation. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, how would you elaborate the promotion and co communication strategy for an Erasmus Plus project when you, uh, you write your work? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, very important <laughs> is, um, is to promote and communicate this strategy uh, to society where you do projects. So 
uh, in this uh, environment of your organization and also participants. So maybe uh, promote or communicate those strategy on Instagram or some social media such as Facebook, Instagram or, or others and to work on it constantly, not just uh, not just in some period of time, but uh, constantly to choose some topics, the main topics of the Erasmus project we do, which you take care of and communicate this uh, with some with some um, plan with some plan and uh, like very regularly I would say okay thank, thank you Victoria thank you for your intervention it was really great to have you as a guest in this podcast uh, thank you and now we are going to hand over to Patricia who will share with us some ideas and tips about how to get our training activities founded by the Erasmus Plus program. Thank you. Hello, Patricia. Hi, Tina. How are you today? I'm great, thanks. What about you? Yeah, good, really good. So I will let you to, to introduce yourself. First. Yes, of course. Uh, thanks for inviting me, first of all. Uh, so my name is Patricia. I work at uh, Solution, Solidarité et Inclusion, as a project manager. We're working uh, in particular on uh, Erasmus Plus projects. Okay, great. And what kind of Erasmus Plus founding opportunity would you recommend to organizations working in the field of youth? Okay, I would say that I will definitely recommend applying for Erasmus Plus K Action 1 or K Action 2 projects. So there are two different kinds of uh, Erasmus Plus codes. Uh, so first of all, the K Action 1, uh, it's about uh, projects which are, uh, I would say, perfect for organizations wishing to organize one or more training activities for young people. Action 2, I would say that they are rather focusing on creation of training resources and can also include training activities. For instance, my association, Solution, was the lead partner of a Action 1 project, which is called FACES, and that was about enhancing young people's skills in becoming good youth workers. So for this project, Solution applied at the French National Agency and received the funds to cover the costs of two training activities, one in France and one in Portugal. So basically this is just to give you an example, a concrete idea of what Key Action 1 can be about. So um, in terms of management of this kind of projects, basically uh, we as a coordinator, we received uh, those funds from the, as I say, the, the, uh, from the French National Agency. And then we transferred a part of the budget to our Portuguese partner, Check-in, who delivered the training and the rest of the budget was distributed among the nine partners of the project to cover the travel expenses of their participants. So as you can see, it's a collaboration work, so every partner can uh, select their participants and then they will be sent to, uh, in this case it was Portugal, so to the host country to follow uh, usually one week training abroad. Uh, for instance, for this training, we had 
30 people, 30 young people. So this was just uh, an example of a Caption 1 activity. So now let's talk a bit about Caption 2 projects. So these kind of projects are quite interesting for youth organizations because they also support the cost of human resources. So basically in a consortium which has to be composed a minimum of three partners, each partner will be allocated a specific budget to develop a course. So basically, uh, the staff members of your organization who work on the development of tangible learning resources will receive a budget to do their work. So this is quite interesting for uh, our organization, for NGOs, associations. So this can be um, on a variety of topics, let's say. So it's very, very interesting because it's quite flexible in terms of subjects that you may address. For instance, you can propose the creation of a handbook to teach educators how to address gender-based violence or, uh, for instance, how to give language-based uh, and communicative method courses or you can even develop a training course for young people to increase their knowledge about digital waste. So as you can see, it really depends on your uh, interest and uh, area of action. Uh, so then, um, uh, let's say also that uh, from 2021, organizations who are new in the Erasmus Plus world can apply for a new Erasmus Plus subcode, uh, which is K-Action 2, small scale, uh, which is quite interesting because uh, this specific call uh, uh, gives the priority to newcomers in the Erasmus Plus world. So for instance, if you are a young organization, you can definitely apply for it without any problem. And it's also very well evaluated by the national agencies of the Erasmus Plus program. Okay, so I think that I did a tour of, uh, of what is Erasmus Plus project about. Yeah, thank you for uh defining us very well what is the difference between key action one and key action two and giving us examples to understand concretely what is about and could you share some tips to create a successful erasmus plus project proposal for the ones who, who want to submit a erasmus plus project please Yes, uh, well, uh, you know, we may all have our different strategies, uh, but um, while writing this kind of application, Erasmus Plus, uh, applications. Uh, I noticed that we uh, it's quite useful basically to focus on four uh, main points. So let's say four tips. So first of all, uh, it's very important to keep into account that uh, we need to create an innovative project. So innovation is one of the priorities of the Erasmus Plus program. Innovation in education, of course. Uh, so uh, the first thing to do is to come up with an innovative idea in education. It is very important to uh, define very well your idea or project, something that has not been created before, something that you notice that it's missing or uh, that your target group noticed that it's missing and you notice that it could be very useful to develop some specific resources or to organize a specific training in order to cover this gap. 
For instance, it can happen that in your work with young people, with other kinds of people, uh, you notice that uh, they were particularly, particularly in need of specific resources of a, a training course or a manual or a toolkit or whatever that could help them uh, in a, for instance in their educational path or in their professional path so this is very important to define your idea according to your target group's needs so basically you have to do a little analysis of the needs of the uh, people you work with so second point, I would say that it's very important to define your partnership. So uh, the composition of the consortium is a very important starting point. So basically after you find a good idea, you need to find good partners able to implement the tasks you need to assign to them to develop successful training materials. According to your project, you may need a partner working with migrants or an academic partner to conduct research or an experienced training provider. You have to find a minimum of two partners, so three in total together with your organization, as I mentioned before. Uh, and where to find partners? Well, uh, this is also uh, uh, our work. Uh, there are many platforms uh, online that are very useful to find new partner organization or in, in all European countries. Uh, the one that we use the most is Salto. So you can find uh, uh, Salto uh, organizations online quite easily but we can also try uh, on linkedin and facebook there are many groups uh, gathering organizations involved in erasmus plus uh, program then third tip uh, studied training activities involving young people from all partner countries so this is very important because of course we want to create something that is useful and it's also practical for uh, our beneficiaries. So you have to think about the training activities you want to implement and how to connect them with the training resources you want to develop. This is in the case of Key Action 2 for instance. Uh, in Key Action 1 you can even just organize your training activities without developing specific resources before, as I mentioned in my previous intervention. So you will have to find, uh, to define uh, when and how um, and how long the training will last, how many participants will attend, where it will take place and what partner will be responsible for it. I definitely recommend to involve at least two participants for each organization and to make it last at least three days. So then, for about the last point, so the fourth point, um, we will talk about project management, quality control, and dissemination. So this is a very, uh, those are very important dimension that we need to address uh, when drafting an Erasmus Plus proposal, because it basically frames uh, all your uh, um, project management uh, work. So it is essential that you develop a solid plan for the management of your project in order to uh, coordinate properly the efforts of your partners. So this may include drafting a Gantt chart 
which is basically we can be done in uh, in an Excel file and it gives a general overview of the deadlines and of the general uh, project life cycle then you will need to draft partners uh, agreements uh, a management plan with deadlines and tasks assigned to each partner and frequent online and offline meetings with your partners so basically all those tools management tools have to be mentioned in your application form so that you will uh, show to the evaluators that you have very well in mind that you will have to um, to develop the whole management dimension in your project and then finally you will also need to monitor the quality of your project by proposing surveys to assess the quality of the project resources and of the general management and implementation of the project in uh, uh, so in the, the last stage, um, as Victoria may also have mentioned in her uh, intervention, uh, the communication strategy of the project must be clearly defined in the proposal because, um, of course, it's ex extremely important to, to advertise your project and to give visibility to what you are doing, uh, both at local and European level. So, Tina, I think this is uh, my, my general uh, overview, let's say, of the tips you can follow to draft a proposal. Thank you. Thank you for your great intervention. And it was really, really, um, I think, uh, completed and helpful. Uh, I, I, I hope to, <laughs> for those who, who want to, to submit her, their project. Uh, so thank you, Patricia. You're very and... welcome, Tina. It's my pleasure. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Bye. Now we will welcome our guest of the day to have a testimony and a concrete view on how a Key Action One project goes once it is validated by the Commission. Mana has participated in two projects as a learner. Hello, Mana. Hi, Tina. We are very happy to have you as a guest in our podcast today. I'm happy too. <laughs> Can you tell us about the 2KA1 project you have participated in? I participate in 2K1 projects. Uh, I went first to uh, Swedish uh, to train myself in ecological practice and to learn about climate issue. My second trip, I went to Italy to raise my awareness about entrepreneurship and uh, create a new thing with the with the conscious mind okay and tell us uh, a little bit about the organization of the project how you you find it is it like well organized did you meet new people um, how much people uh, did participate in this project uh, first, I uh, hear about the, the, the training by my organization. I mm -hmm. work through that as an educator. And uh, one of the uh, Solution Solidarity Inclusion proposed to me to go to the Sweden. Sweden? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, mixed my hands, confused. Uh, and uh, they proposed me to go and to learn about new things uh, of, uh, about uh, ecology. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes, why not? Let's 
have new adventure and uh, we was uh, 14 people from 90 Arab country nine yeah nine nine uh, Arab country uh, and uh, we was all uh, regroup people to learn about uh, the practice uh, ecological practice okay so did you uh did you did uh, activities or it was more uh, really formal formal learning or more informal learning? No, not really formal learning. It's all about non-formal learning. We learn by the game. We try. Uh, they try to give us a lot of idea how we can upcycling, recycling, all that uh, with the with. Uh, special exercise that we can uh, day uh, in our life uh, simple um, all the, the educator was uh, super pedagogical uh, and we learn a lot without uh, uh, without a lot of efforts no. simple okay so it was a, a good example of yes. a K action one project actually yes and it was in Sweden right yes and uh, what about all the accommodation and uh, the ticket flight and the place you are you stayed in? We was in uh, like camp, camp, campus. I don't know what is campus. Campus uh, in the in the, in countryside, mm -hmm. and we was all like school, you know. Uh, and uh, it was not hotel, it was like maybe like campus, a mm -hmm. special campus. And the, the ticket fly was taken by the organization that they sent us uh, in, this, uh, in this training. It was super easy. Uh, Patricia take care of of take care of all of the of the, the, all the logistical yeah. side. We just need to in, to print our ticket and to go and to enjoy. Yeah, for to, to be there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What about Italy? What was the the subject in Italy? It's to awareness uh, about entrepreneurship mm -hmm. and to mix between uh, conscious minds to help us to be more creative and to be. To have a new skill, soft skills, and uh, to discover entrepreneurship, uh, women entrepreneurship. Okay, so two uh, two projects completely different in yes. two countries. Yes. Uh, the, the Italy the, 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 the training in Italy was really uh, satisfying, and it was really helpful for me because I learned a lot about non-education, non-formal education. And I learned a lot about entrepreneurship, and we practiced the mindfulness, and it was really nice to combine two um, two things different: entrepreneurship and mindfulness, for to to give uh, to give us a lot of tools to use in our daily life. It was amazing. So back in France, you was a boost. I was yeah. a boost and motivate. Yeah. It was super nice. I really like it. I have a great uh, super nervous. Oh, nice, nice. So, yeah, you, you <laughs> met uh, new people. So, yeah. the human part of the of 
the experience. Yes, we was 28 person from eight country, and it was yes, it was super nice. Okay, so thank you, thank you of uh, giving us your time, your precious time, and uh, to to participate also in this podcast. <laughs> it was my pleasure too. I uh, I'm happy to share all uh, the things. Thank you, Gina. Thank you for staying until the end. We are coming to the end of this podcast. I would like to thank the solution partners who also produce podcasts for the dissemination of Erasmus Plus project and with whom we have been able to develop this project by creating various content. Aguado from Italy, Youthfully Youth from Greece, Gamma Institute from Romania, and Juventuji and myself from Portugal. We would also like to thank Erasmus Plus and the European Commission, without which this project would not exist. To summarize this podcast, I'll enumerate you the six tips who can help you to get your project approved. So the first tips we talked about is to create training content and activities related to your project. They can reflect any social situation or cultural situation and focus on that. The second tips, also presented by our first guest, is to think on how you would elaborate a promotion and communication strategy for your Erasmus Plus project. The four next tips uh, are really important to compose an Erasmus Plus project. So the third tip is to have an innovative idea in education and connect and in connection with Erasmus Plus priorities. Uh, that you can check their priorities in, in their website, by the way. The tips number four is the composition of the partnership. Tips number five is solid training activities involving young people from all partner countries. The last tips is project management, quality control and dissemination. Stay tuned for new episodes coming soon on our website, HTTPS cologne slash slash play podcast foodpoint eu slash you can also follow us on instagram and facebook our instagram is solution underscore eu and our facebook page is solution cologne solidarity and inclusion follow us you you are welcome to visit our page to be informed about our future episodes and the progress of our play project thanks to which we are able to provide you with podcasts about uh, youthful and your brain project and also you can follow other projects we are involved in financed by the european Pro commission uh, and we also publish uh, non-formal educational content and uh, we share with you uh, some of, of our um, meeting, meetings and, uh, and trips and uh, training. So thank you for listening and see you soon in uh, our social media and, and website. Play. 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 Play.